0: I came out for some wine, but have no appetite. I think I'll bid you adieu for the night. But before I depart, I must ask, be open, can I have the name and number of your friend? Because it's obvious you borrowed a picture from somebody you know. But I understand if you'd rather just go. A blind date does not mean that I cannot see. And it's pretty obvious you catfished me.
1: Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the Swipe Right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, you know it, good night whenever you're listening to the show. We are here for you whenever you need us to be here for you. Welcome to the Swipe Wrong podcast. I'm chaos. I'm the guy that takes you through all the stories, and all the situations, and all the stuff that goes on in the dating world. We are the number one podcast amongst people who know how to fold a fitted sheet. I have no chance. I can't do it. Please help me. They get rolled up into a ball most of the time. Ah, uh, this week is another good one. I'm excited for. I'm excited for all of them. But I, I think I get more excited. Well, yeah, whatever. I, I, I look. I think it's really cool that I get to talk to so many people. And in this instance. Uh, this person I had never met in my entire life. It was the first conversation that we had. And I, like, I just like, and I'm just so lucky I get to walk away. I'm just going, she's an amazing human being. Like I, it was like, I don't get to meet as many people in life before I got to do uh, this than I am now. So it's just, Obviously such a cool thing that uh, that we're doing and uh, hopefully getting some good information out to you guys good stories information Maybe uh, life hacks because who doesn't need a few more life hacks? Um but you know, like uh, I gotta say it. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend. Let us know how we're doing. Three one seven four two six 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 one six. Email us at swipewrongpod@gmail.com. At I never talk about the website. I should do that more. Uh, the Swipe Wrong uh, Pod. Dot com. Uh, all the episodes are there. There's stuff up there. You can say, hey, here's there's all that up there. And, and of course, uh, Jay, the man behind the curtain, he is the great and powerful Oz, making everything sound as awesome as it does. Even the episodes that I screw up when I record. So uh, this one's good. Uh, like it might be a little bit different. Like it's, it's more, there, there's a few more life hacks in this one. Uh, like just the journey from... Um, A breakup to just uh, finding your voice and even that a little bit more, I think is more of what we have here. And I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, And I will, well, you know what I'll do. Sit back, relax, put your feet up, grab your popcorn, get it buttered, throw some salt on there, just enjoy. And if you're in traffic, please be safe and don't hit that person next to you. And enjoy plenty of guppies. And one more word, of course, from the quote unquote legal department. Disclaimer,
0: the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another.
1: I don't know if Jay didn't mention it to me or if I just overlooked it. Were you on podcasts or you do podcasts?
0: I have a podcast called Zenergy.
1: Zenergy. Okay. Tell me about it.
0: So in, uh, well, I'm a spoken word artist, you know, as well as I was a high school teacher. So in 2020, I had been building my audience for two years and everybody said, oh, you have a great voice. You should do podcasts. Uh I didn't know what a podcast was. So when we all went into quarantine, um, I said, okay, well, I'm going to lose my audience if I don't do something. Uh, People say I should do a podcast. What would I do it about? And I was doing a lot of journaling at the time because I was kind of, we were all adjusting. Yes. <laughs> Feeling like we lost everything. I had lost probably at least $5,000 because of all the shows that were coming up. Um, and uh, that was my busiest season coming up. And I was kind of a little bit sad because, you know, that was uh, my side hustle. So I was sure. like, what am I going to focus on? And I decided I could focus on only what I could control, which was myself and developing myself and so, I decided to start going kind of A to Z through self-development topics. And I started journaling at first. And so, I was writing down just all these like attitude and awareness, alignment, boundaries, and balance, and all these different things. And I was writing about it. How can I get better in these areas? What can I read while I'm here? What can I do? You know, is there any songs that would motivate me? Sure. You know, I'm just writing all this stuff down. And then I was like, this could be a podcast. You know, we I can, <laughs> For sure. every week we could focus on a different topic. I could have guests come on who want to talk about this topic, how it's in helping them deal with quarantine, how it's helping them in their business, their personal life, how it's helping them reach their goals. And so in September, I took a podcasting class and then in September I launched it. And um, within about a year, it was, it was top 10% globally.
1: That is amazing. I mean, from one to another, that's awesome. I didn't, I haven't taken a class. I um, So I was in, I went to, um, there's a place called the Academy of Radio and Television out in Huntington Beach, California. And I went, I went through that and I was on the radio for a little bit. And then 2013, I started messing around with podcasts because a friend of mine's like, Hey, try this because you don't need like to get on a radio station. You can go there. And I used to always call it, it's the best therapy I've ever had, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, and the cheapest at that. Uh, and then things just kind of morphed like it was mainly sports and then for for kind of this this idea um you know I'm single and I was out dating and every time I went out I felt like I met a woman uh who would say that all she attracts are crazy guys but each one was saying that and I would say no I promise you're not the only one and then I'm like gosh I think everybody's thinking that you know everybody's mm-hmm. thinking they attract the crazy and so um I like the whole concept of of this was you know, you're not alone, you know, we're all, mm. we all get the crazy, and, and it's not just the crazy stories, it's the uh, stories of the best dates ever and things like that. So, like, I just, yes. like, I feel like so many people feel like they're on an island when it comes to this, but some more so than others. And one more side note, I'm sorry, the other guy who I used to love listening to was Eric Thomas, if you've ever listened to another motivational story, you probably know yes. Man, that guy, like, if I need to be woken up, that guy, I mean, he is all or nothing. I love that dude. Um, so all that being said, how, tell me about your history. So how did it start? How did you get, I mean, what prompted you on the apps and, or I assume it was the apps or just, I'm going to shut up and listen now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, Coming out of college, I got married. Uh, I was married for six years and I was divorced for two years, got remarried. I was married for 11 years. And so in 2014, I got divorced. And when I walked out the courthouse, I was like, I am going to do everything differently. You know, I did what I was told to do. My parents, everybody said, you know, go to school, get a good job, get married, have kids, you'll be happy. And i did all those things and i did the best i could at them and i felt like a failure because i wasn't happy and so i was like i'm not going to do that my goal is not going to be getting married my goal is going to be let me just go out and meet people and let me have fun and let me experience i didn't have the wild 20s (laughs) you know i didn't i didn't do the hot girl summer. You know, I I was, (laughs) you know, I was basically a virgin when I married, you know. So, um, you know, I had very little experience. I consider that I was extremely naive. You know, some, one of my friends called me green, you know, so um, I was like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. So now I'm going to do things my way. So I, I had, and when I got divorced, I basically didn't have any confidence at all. Like I was sure. like, I'm going to put, I'm going to take some pictures of myself. I went and got a smartphone cause I had a flip phone at the time because <laughs> sure. I did not want to jump in. Into- Even though it was 2014, I was like, uh, cell phones, I don't want it. Yep. You know? So I, so I got a smartphone, I picked the app and then I went and took a picture at the mall while I was taking my sons to go uh, prom shopping and i went in one of those little kiosks took like three pictures and i'm like okay i'm going to post a profile and i'm thinking i'm not going to get any hits i don't think i don't know what to expect i'm kind of really okay i need to do this you know i said i was going to do this i'm going to do this and so i put my picture out there and i got like a hundred hits in like six days do you remember what site you're on by chance hmm? you hmm i'm sorry what was what site was i on what was it I then? actually, like okay. This is, I was on Ashley Madison.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: I started there because I was still going through my divorce. And I told uh. my kids, my family, my husband at the time I was like, I'm not going to wait till the paperwork is signed to just start putting myself out there. I'm going to start the process <laughs> okay. now because okay. I you. felt like I had waited. I felt like I wasted so much time. I was 43. I felt old. You know, I just Aww. felt like my life was passing me Girl. by. Right. So yeah. that's how I, that's how I started. And, and so as soon as we basically got divorced, I'm walking out the courthouse, like I said, I'm looking at my profile. I'm, 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 you know, everything's up and I'm just, okay, it's up. And what's going to happen next. And and I actually set up 16 meeting greets right back to back. Um, and this was in the summer because my sons had just gotten graduated from high school. I'm like, I did my job. I got them to 18. They had a <laughs> dad, you know what I'm saying? That helped raise them. So now it's my time. and so i set up these 16 meeting greets and my first goal was really just to find a lover i mean really because i i had been in a very unhappy marriage very sexless marriage my Mm -hmm. my ex-husband was impotent and uh, didn't want to treat it he was like "Mm, i don't want to go to the doctor and talk about this issue you're gonna have to you gonna have to deal and i was like oh how selfish but i'm I'm married to you, you know, so I guess I'll have to deal. Please, please don't make me do this. But okay, if I can't convince you, I can't force you to do anything. Let me try this. Try this. You know, I was bringing home stuff, trying to get him to change. You know, try this pill, try this pump, try this cream, whatever. Nothing worked, you know, for more than a few days or whatever. But anyway, so I gave up on that. We had become like roommates. You know, we talked about the kids and bills and that was it. (laughs) We didn't even talk to each other. So I was so lonely. I was so just empty inside. And I was like, okay, I want to start dating because I just want to feel alive. I just want to feel like there's something for me. Right now, all I feel is like a mom. I feel like a mom and a worker. I don't even feel like a woman at all. And so I started going out on dates. And and I actually wrote a memoir about my seven-year journey because I actually went on 147 dates. And it's published, right? Yes. This okay. is the book. Okay. It's called Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures.
1: I love it. All right, so all right. Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures. Okay, and then yes. uh, is it an ebook as well?
0: It's an ebook as well. It's on Kindle. In fact, it's been on it's it's in um the category that it's in is it's it's a poetry prose memoir. So it's it's uh prose, you know, regular writing. But okay. then every time you see pens, like you see those pens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's 92 poems in here because I'm a spoken word artist. Oh, awesome. So I put it in the poetry category because there's a lot less competition in that category. So it's a lot easier to rank.
1: Oh, for sure. That makes And sense.
0: so uh in the Kindle poetry category, it's actually been on the bestsellers list for about 423 days now. Well,
1: I just, yeah. Like, I don't I don't like I don't know how to do applause in in Zoom, but I'm just gonna <laughs> clap because that's awesome. That is awesome. Thank good you. for you. Yeah. Well, with your voice too, is there an audible version?
0: I'm working on the audible version. There's eight of the chapters on my podcast. So those okay. eight are okay. edited, and you actually can listen to the first eight chapters of my podcast. My podcast has like a hundred and 10 episodes out. So there's like 102 other self-development episodes, but there's like eight of them that are just this. Awesome. And so I actually started off in the book the day I got divorced. And then, um, every time you see a fish, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. actually a guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> they say there's plenty of fish in the sea. And okay. I was wondering where that has, came from. Like, okay. All right. Yeah, At least it's not a guppy. A nickname. All right. okay. Yeah. That's so every awesome. guy has a nickname. So I didn't like put anybody's personal business out there. Sure. And um, so I started going on these dates and um, I had some crazy ones. I had some wonderful ones. I had some little scary ones. I mean, it was, it was a whole, but then a lot of the book is also, all of these ideas that I'd never thought of because like I said, I was a little green. I was a little naive. So I'm meeting all these men with all these different ideas of what women should be, what relationships should be, how men should act. And I'm like, that's interesting. And I'm a journaler. So I'm taking notes on all this stuff when I get home from the date and I'm like, wow, that's, I never thought about that. You know, yeah, and then at the same time, I'm in Facebook groups, singles groups and I'm hearing all of these. There's all of this talk about who should pay 50 percent and, you know, do women have to be submissive and do men, the alpha men, the beta men. There's all this talk. So all of that's in the book, like all of this talk, that's swirling around dating and, you know, all of that is in the book. And I just explore all of these different ideas. And I, you, t- you were talking about therapy. Dating was very therapeutic for me as well as the podcast, you know, because I got to see so many different ideas of relationships, of women, of marriage, of all all this. I, I mean, I was I feel like I was very sheltered. Okay. And I grew up, you know, kind of in. Christianity and and I'm meeting Muslims and I'm meeting atheists and agnostics and I'm meeting people who are spiritual and you know have all kind of different and I'm, I'm meeting all these different kind of people that I would have not exposed myself to had I stayed where my parents told me to stay and my grandparents and my community but they're just making me think about this and that and the other and I'm like you know, going different places, trying new foods, trying you know sure. all this. So it's, yeah. it's this whole explosion. I, I, you know, it's kind of like a renaissance. Yeah, An explosion sure. of thought and and consideration and and just I got to the point where I said I'm going to question everything. And then whatever sticks for me and and feels right for me, I'm going to bring that in and say, okay, this is now the new me. So I literally created like a new me over the seven years of looking at all of these different ideas. I'm reading books, I'm going places. And, and I just, so it's kind of like a personal journey to self fulfillment in the book, you know, and dating was a big part of that because through dating, I was able to just be exposed to so many people And so many thoughts and so many different perspectives, you know, and that I wouldn't online is a, is a whole new world. Cause you know, like if you just were to date at your job in your neighborhood, at the grocery store, at the gym, all of those are probably in a five mile radius. Right. But through the dating apps, I was able to date people that were coming into town from, you know, Europe and Africa, people who were just going to be here for a little while. I was able to meet all kinds of people. And it was just very, I guess it was mind blowing in a sense. It's like, whew, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, and, and just the things that you hear, well, the things I heard, it was like, oh, wow. You know? And, and you're kind
1: of t- like referring, I assume it's kind yeah. of what you were talking about, just the different perspectives on these dates and how they perceive the, like, a, I don't want to say a woman's role. Cause that does, I don't want to sound like that, but, but how they think interaction should be is that is that a good way well, to say it, it
0: was yeah women family relationships okay. men but also spiritual i mean when you're on a first date sure. or second or third date you're talking about economy politics sometimes you're talking about i've had i i, I met some environmentalists who were very they were yeah. gung-ho i met some people yeah. who were very um you know one of the guys <laughs> that I met. I called him the Lorax because he spent the whole date, you know, kind of uh, talking about the tree. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I met a guy called NASCAR and he was so gung-ho. I mean, I never met a black person that was so gung-ho about NASCAR. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like I met these people and they were so into whatever it was. You know, I met a guy who was, it was very hard for him to stay engaged in the date because he was checking the gaming stats because he had left an online game to come to the date and he wanted to see who was ranking while he was at the date with me so it's like i would have never known that these people existed that were so into whatever it was and just it was like wow you know, yeah. there's so many different ways to be a human being and there's so many different ways to find fulfillment and enjoy. And, and, you know, I met activists. I met I met all kinds of different people. So it wasn't just about dating, you know, because dating is just a part of the world. But it was also just different thoughts about a lot of different things. Um, what what brings you fulfillment? You know, yeah. that's something you know, what makes you happy? What are your goals? You know right. what's the importance of money what's the importance right. of family you know so as you're talking to people it's like hmm okay they have their priorities this way i've had my priorities this way which one seems to be working better you know right, right. you know so it was, it was just very um eye-opening i i learned a lot i grew a lot i i changed a lot um through dating being a part of that you know
1: so uh, one thing I like to say is uh, on on dates, it's expectations or ex- experiences over expectations is always, mm. uh, I think, an easier way to go. Because if you go in with expectations, a lot of people, disappointment is usually what's going to happen. If you go in like, hey, here's this experience, let's just see what happens. And that sounds like much more of what the approach that you had.
0: I did. I mean, I, like I said, when I started out, I was... Um, my self-esteem grew a lot through dating because when being married, I can only speak for myself, I felt very ignored sure, um, and invisible. Okay. And now I'm getting all this attention and it's like, ooh, okay, wow. I didn't expect that. So I really went into it with, in a sense, no expectations. I wanted to have experiences. I wanted to meet people that I clicked with or connected with in the, in the beginning, I was looking for one person. It's like, I want one person that I really click with, that I could have this, this, this in a sense romantic fling with, you know, even if it doesn't, because I, I wasn't looking for marriage. I was just getting out of a marriage. I just really wanted like a, I guess you could say a sustain. I wasn't looking for a boyfriend. I was really looking for a long-term lover. That's what I was looking for when I first came out. Sure. And I wanted somebody I really felt comfortable with. And, and that's really what I was looking for. And I wasn't really expecting to, I guess you could say, be impacted as much by the people that I met. I was kind of expecting, like, I'm going shopping. And when I see what I want, I'm going to buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm and add to cart. Gonna, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah. and, and so it was like, I wasn't expecting to be like, oh, let me consider this for a little while. Well, that <laughs> really is neat. <laughs> Man, you're really interesting. Never, I love I mean, it. You know, I never, I really expected it to be much more of a, a, a very different experience. So I wasn't expecting to be, like I said, so impacted. So then when I realized I was being really impacted and I was being given different ideas and considerations and I was like, this is something very different than I thought. So let me be open to this experience now, because I'm actually learning from people. I'm actually growing. I'm actually, these dates aren't just, it isn't just, okay, this didn't go so well. So who's next? It, you know, part of it was that, but part of it was that didn't go so well, but man, he was interesting. Fair enough. Wow. Fair you know, enough. he's yeah. not for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. He would
0: not click. <laughs>
1: but <laughs>
0: holy, he was amazingly interesting.
1: Sure, you know? sure.
0: And And just to see... Like I said, having had so little experience with dating and 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 relationships, it was just really fascinating to me to meet a lot of different people with a lot of different expectations and a lot of different, uh, how can I put it? Some people are really out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. really out there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And like, there's times when you're sitting there going, I never thought about it from that perspective. That's very interesting. I'll probably never think about it from that perspective again, but it's good to know that that perspective is out there. Right, um, right coming from what you did. So Mm -hmm. when you, when you got, we're getting out of the marriage, I think it's hundred percent as common as can be where self-confidence is at an all time low because of, you know, unwanted, how long, I guess two questions, how long did it take you to start getting that confidence back? And and two, did you feel like, all right, your mindset totally had to shift from what makes us happy to, Hey, I got to find out what makes me happy and kind of go from there. That, that seems like a big hurdle for a lot of people too.
0: Yeah, that was a, well, this is going to sound really bad, but I think I had given up on being happy way into the marriage. Like oh, by the sure. time I got divorced, it was just like, I don't want to be miserable anymore. It was like, it sound happiness bad wasn't even on the, on the, the radar yet. Sure. You know? Sure. So um, the first thing I knew I was, I was under a misconception when I first got divorced, I actually really felt like I didn't need to heal because i felt you know people were like you should be grieving the relationship and you should give yourself time to heal and all that i felt like i had been grieving for like the last 2 years of the of the marriage yeah. I felt like I had already been doing like innocence, the therapy and all that because I was in therapy. I, I felt like I was already trying to get on the other side of it before I even got divorced because I had given up on the relationship. I was just there, really, for my kids, you know what I'm yeah. saying. And I had tried everything I knew with him. I had tried everything that I could think of with him. So I was like, I've given up on that. Now let me heal myself and I'm gonna be here and do what I I fulfill a role. I'm gonna fulfill right. the role of wife, right? I've got to do, you know, I gotta cook, I gotta clean, I gotta listen to him, I gotta be whatever, you know, I'm do this role. Sure. Here's my job description. Let me check off the boxes. I'm doing that. But emotionally, I'm completely checked out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure. I'm in therapy trying to heal my emotions and all this stuff. So when I got divorced, physically, finally signed the paperwork. I'm thinking I don't need to heal. Like I'm thinking I'm good. I'm just, I know that I my, my confidence is shattered. I'm, I need to build that up. So I was aware of that. So it took a long time. It took much longer than I thought because I thought that I was further along, way further along than I was. And then I began to realize, oh, there's a lot of damage that was done. There's a lot of damage that was done. I stayed a long time in an unfulfilling situation And that was damaging. And and it took a long time to realize how damaging that was. So in some ways, okay, that was 2014. It's 2023 now. In some ways, I would say that there are still a few things that I'm healing now. Okay. Okay. Because I'm at a point where I'm probably in the most serious relationship that I've been in since my divorce. And every now and then the guy i'm with he'll say or do something and it'll 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 poke a trigger mm-hmm. and i didn't sure. even know i had triggers because sure. i'm thinking i'm i'm eight years out of this thing i'm nine yep. years out of this thing i'm 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 good but every now and then it's like oh that hurt oh my god i wasn't prepared let me take a breathe breathe Ooh. You know, so Good that you recognize that, though. Yeah, and and we've had to talk about that because he's like, okay, I'm not that guy. I shouldn't yeah. have done that. But your reaction was, whoa. You know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty calm person. So when I react and I'm like really over the top, I realize it's not just this situation because sure. I wouldn't even react like that because I'm not that person. So for me, I would say I'm still healing now. Okay, which is crazy to say. Um, because had, had I, like I said, I thought I was healed when I got divorced, but I was wrong.
1: <laughs> Some parts. Right. And then, like you said, when you react right. the way you did, then that's when you're like, Oh, this is uncovering a whole bunch of different emotions that I didn't realize I even still had inside. of Right. Me. And that's, right. that's the over the top as opposed to your normal. All right. I'm calm. We'll talk it out be good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all right. That part's healed, <clears throat> but here's the other parts that aren't. Right. That's the discovery. Exactly. This path, though, that you've gone down um, Mm -hmm. or that you've been been on, I guess, how often have you looked back and just kind of said, wow, without it, I probably wouldn't I wouldn't have the book. I wouldn't have the podcast. I mean, and how like self-discovery and cool is that stuff?
0: I'm, you know, I'm very grateful. Um, you know, the guy that I'm with, uh, he was actually in the thirties. Like I met him like around date 34, 35, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And I had, I ended up with 101 dates in the book. Right. So I ended <laughs> up going out on all the dates after I met him, but I w- wasn't actually ready for him back there, <laughs> you know, years ago. Sure, sure. So, Um, the journey that I went on was a journey of, of fulfillment. It was a journey of permission, really giving myself, I thought I gave myself permission when I walked out the courthouse to be a different person, but I had to actually give myself more permission and more permission and more permission and, and shed a lot of, um, limiting beliefs, I guess you could say. And the longer that I was in this kind of dating process, the more that I, shed a lot of those limiting beliefs. It was like, you know, like I remember I had a guy say, you know, you got to take a man as he comes. And I was like, no, I do not have to do that. I don't right. have to do that. I can stay single. Yep. 100%. I have the right to stay single, you know? So, and there, the person that first got divorced would have been like, yeah, you're right. If I, you know, if you're coming to me and you want me, I guess I should give you a shot. You know what I mean? And <laughs> But I became that person who was like, no, I don't have to no. give you a shot. Mm -mm. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't I have these standards. I have these standards for a reason. You may not understand them. You may not agree with them, but you don't have to. I don't need your permission to have my standards. Right. You know, I have a right to choose for myself what is right for me, even if you think I'm being picky, even if you think that I'm 40 something and I should be glad anybody wants me. Keep those thoughts. Yeah. Keep those thoughts. I got two kids, I'm plus size, and I should be grateful. Oh my, you know, I should be so grateful. No, I don't feel that way.
1: way. No. I'm perfectly
0: fine single. So uh, it took a long time to get to that point because so much in our society, I don't know how it gives messages to men, but so much in our society kind of makes tries to make women feel like you're gonna die alone with a lot of cats. You know, a lot of cats. Always the cats. There's always (laughs) cats. (laughs) So you need to be happy. Some man wants you, and you shouldn't feel like you're settling because, you know, and there's just so much pressure to be so happy and grateful that anybody's looking at you but then i think a lot of women are saying no i don't have to be grateful no, you know no. No. the dude doesn't even wash his fingernails no one's <laughs> touching me you know what i'm saying it's a date and he didn't even bother to wash his hands you know? So, I mean, that's so bad. I mean, it's it's you know, I'm mean, and literally I've had guys come to dates and they look like they just left the gym and they smell like they just left oh, the gym and the dumpster. Gosh. You know, so oh. but they still feel like, hey, I'm here and you should be so happy that I'm interested and you know, yeah, even yeah. though I didn't even take a shower or anything, you know. Yeah. So there's a, crazy. there's a
1: saying I like, uh, and I know we kind of exchanged a couple of them earlier, but everything that settles is at the bottom. I mean, that's uh, the that, love. That's so I think that's just like, exactly. Once you settle, there's no reason to, I mean, you might as well have those standards because this is your life. You get one go around, you know, create your happiness the way you're supposed to. Right. Right. That's,
0: what right, that's right, exactly right. what you're doing.
1: So I, I have to ask, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need, is there like a, anything that's like out of all the 101 days Mm -hmm. give me one that sticks out the most.
0: Oh gosh. Oh, or or, very difficult. (laughs) Good, bad, or indifferent. Obviously that
1: everyone wants to jaw drop on the bad ones, but whatever sticks out the most to you, just let that's, that's what, that's, that's what I'd love for you to share.
0: Okay. So I'll do this. I'll do this. All right. Now, before I do this, I will say, I didn't say any of this on the date. Okay?
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: All right plenty of fish. Looked at his profile. He was sexy and fine. Got excited to meet him over a glass of wine. Walked into the place. Stepped right through the door. A black Danny DeVito was smiling. So sure my date was behind him. I looked to the side. He tapped me on my shoulder, said I'm your date for tonight. I stifled a cringe, studied his face for a clue. Where was the man from the pictures I knew? Much shorter than me, balding, ashy brown skin. He had the nerve to ask what I thought of him. I tried to be polite, avoid answering, but he pressed forward so clueless and asked yet again, Sir, the problem is this to be frank and true. You said you were one. It looks more like 5'2". You boasted of fitness, but look stout and round. In fact, not a single detail from your pictures I found. I don't want to say more. I don't mean to be rude, but I've never seen nose hairs so boldly protrude. Your hair is all gray, not black. There are teeth that you lack. And surprisingly there's hair all over the top of your back. Your beard is unkempt, and looks moldy and old and you smell slightly like munster cheese or black mold. I came out for some wine but have no appetite. I think I'll bid you adieu for the night. But before I depart, I must ask, be open, can I have the name and number of your friend? Because it's obvious you borrowed a picture from somebody you know. But I understand if you'd rather just go. A blind date. Does not mean that I cannot see, and it's pretty obvious you catfished me, wasted my time. But not all is amiss. You inspired a poem, Mister Plenty of Fish. I love that. I love that. I love that. Is
1: that how a lot of the book is written too, with your poems in there for for Yeah, the... is it all one hundred and one, or is it just uh, someone of the one hundred and one?
0: So the book is written as a story, but in each chapter, there's 26 chapters. so it's basically the A to Z of those seven okay. years of my life. Okay. Every chapter ends with a lesson that I learned from that period of time. There's a little light bulb moment at the very end. Um, and then the there's like two to three poems embedded in each chapter. Okay. So that poem is probably in chapter like 18 or 19. It's somewhere near the end. It's not, you know, so yeah. So the rest of the book is written like a normal story. But then there's the poems that are embedded in. And so that was so
1: good. Like I I know, like we won't do video, but if people could see me, like I was just over here, buckled over laughing. That was so good. (laughs) That was great. How long did that take to just create out of your mind?
0: Oh, that was um, I walked out of the date at Chili's um, because we didn't get beyond the vestibule of Chili's. I was like, you didn't tell me the truth. I can't. I don't feel comfortable sitting here having a date with you. And I walked out to the car, I called my co-host because we do shows together and she's a comic. And I said, girl, I just got capped." She said, was he fine online? I said, yes. <laughs> she said, looked at his picture. He was sexy and fine. I said, oh, I said, I got to get off the phone. So I sat right there in the car and I, you know, I, I, I typed up that point. So it was done in like five minutes. Nice. And nice. then I had to memorize it. And I actually performed it like within a few days. So because oh, really? I had okay. to just get it off my chest. And, and once I got it off my chest, I actually didn't ever go back to that app, which was, you know, plenty of fish. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. um, But once I got it off my chest, I was actually a lot better because I was really actually looking forward to that date. Sure. I really was um, really into, you know, I really liked our conversations that we had had on the phone. Yeah. So that was, Yeah. (laughs)
1: Goodness. That is great. So your journey now you're in a, in, in the most, uh, I think you said the, the, the most serious of the, of the relationships that you had. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, like your smile's amazing. Uh, you seem like, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It seems like, um, seems like you've come a long
0: way. I have come a long way. I've learned a lot. You know, one of the things that I learned on this journey, I learned about attachment theory, which is a pretty powerful thing. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but if any of your guests haven't looked it up to look up like there's free quizzes on attachment theory. So I've actually learned even more specifically through looking at different videos, what my needs are, what good boundaries for me would be because I didn't grow up having a lot of discussions about these kind of things. And so it's crazy to be 52. And really this year I just learned about attachment theory Definitely. and that's actually helped in my current, you know, relationship a lot because we're able to, we have a vocabulary now to talk about certain things, That's cool, you know, so yeah, I've come a long way. I've grown a lot. I've changed a lot. I've i uh, become a whole different person, to be honest. What's, <laughs> what's the person biggest, I was when I was married? You what's know? your
1: biggest aha about yourself? I mean, if you if if you feel comfortable sharing, if you don't, that's okay too. That you've learned from divorce to now.
0: Um, I guess my biggest aha would be. I guess just to give yourself full permission, because I didn't really realize how much I was, in a sense, holding myself back. I had a lot of fear of if I am my greatest, biggest, wildest, you know, most intense self, who's going to be able to, in a sense, handle that person. Um, But then I wasn't really thinking about how i would feel if i wasn't my greatest biggest most intense self and what a loss that would be i was so afraid in the sense of being alone um or being rejected so to be a person who now has a podcast who now performs who um has written you know four books three of them bestsellers, you know who's now a consultant i didn't do any of this married at all none of this Yeah. yeah so if this journey has led to me, I have a congressional award for activism now. I, I, this it's learned, awesome. it's led to this life that I cannot even imagine where, you know, I, I wouldn't even know how to describe my life. My life was so small. Now, being a wife and mother is a beautiful thing and I'm not trying to put it down. Sure, sure. But what I'm saying is for me, the potential that I had that I didn't even know I had that all I had to do was take the first step and then the next step after that and the next step after that. And now I'm here. Yeah. And I was planning on retiring at 65. I'm 52. I'm retired and I'm doing what I want to do. Sure. 98% of the time I still tutor, but 98% of the time I'm doing exactly what I want to do with my life. Had I not given myself permission, I would still be working on somebody's nine to five right now at this moment, I would be at somebody's nine to five at a job I really had outgrown and really didn't like the way it was being done right Right. now. So the very fact that I'm having this conversation with you and we're able to be in the space right at this moment is a testament to the fact that this whole dating journey made me open up and say, go for it Good for you. in every way that's possible. Good and it cut 13 years off of me slaving for somebody else.
1: Sure. Sure. Because
0: now I can make money in so many other ways.
1: You have found more than your voice. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's for true. sure. That's pretty yes. awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to share that we haven't touched on? Because like you have got so much quality, I don't know, just life to share. So I don't want to leave anything out.
0: Well, I mean, um, if anybody wants to check out my podcast, it's called Zenergy, Z-E-N-N-U-R-G-Y. If they want to check out my books, um, if they type in Zenashe, Z-E-N-A-S-E on Google, it'll probably pop up a whole bunch of stuff. So Zenashe's books on Amazon. I've got four books on Amazon. I have a guided journal. I have a planner. I have a children's book. And I have the Poetry Prose Memoir that I mentioned. And I do workshops and live shows every month. So, um, I've got a live show coming up, you know, like I said, I'm doing two shows this weekend, so I don't know when this is going to air, but if they, if they follow me on Instagram and I poetry or Facebook or Twitter or wherever, um, they'll see what I have coming up. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so I always have that's things awesome. coming up. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'm already getting, you know, since we've done with this, I'm on Amazon and a book will be ordered. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> the you. book will be ordered. No, no, no problem at all. It's absolutely my pleasure. Like you are just, I don't know, you're just beacon. Yeah, just a whole bunch of light going on right there. I am. I am glad the path you went down is the path you did because I think you've made a lot of other people happier, including <laughs> yourself.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yep.
1: Thank you for being along for the ride of the Swipe Wrong Podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google Voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swiperongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta. Facebook, TikTok, we're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues.
0: Swipe wrong. Swipe Swipe.
1: wrong.